Hello, this is Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. What's in a name? If your friends call you Herb, be proud of it, because your name means glory of the army. And if you're a corporal, you'll be interested to know that your rank first appeared in the British cavalry. Non-commissioned officers desired a rank which could differentiate them from the infantry, so corporal was chosen. Ever since then, the rank of corporal has been worn by those who have special responsibility. What's in a name? Plenty. Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Frank Sinatra, Betty Hutton, Francis Langford, Margaret O'Brien, Roddy McDowell, Peggy Ann Garner, and Dennis, Philip, Lindsay, and Gary Crosby. Sinatra is the number one singer in the country and has been for many years, for my money. He's also been on radio guest spots from time to time, and here he is in 1945 with one of the most popular songs of the season. Kiss me once and kiss me twice, and kiss me once again. It's been a long, long time. Haven't felt like this, my dear, since can't remember when. It's been a long, long time. You'll never know how many dreams I dreamed about you, or just how empty they all seem. Without you So kiss me once Then kiss me twice Then kiss me once again It's been a long Long
Frank Sinatra made many radio guest appearances during the 1940s. Listen to this comedy sequence with Sinatra and the popular young stars of the day, Margaret O'Brien, Roddy McDowell, Peggy Ann Garner, Bing Crosby's Four Boys, plus announcer Ken Carpenter and Francis Langford. Say, uh, say, Frank, there's another visitor outside, and this time I think it's one of your fans. What makes you think so? Well, she's only seven and a half years old. <laughs> uh, I guess she's a senior club member. Yeah. Sounds like a conspiracy. <laughs> well, sure, and Ken, I'm always glad to talk to one of my loyal fans. All right. Gentlemen of the AEF, here's the young lady you met in Journey for Margaret, Meet Me in St. Louis, and other MGM hits, America's new sweetheart, Margaret O'Brien. Mr. Carpenter. I want you to meet Frank Sinatra. Oh, are you really Frank Sinatra? Yes, I am. The Frank Sinatra? That's right. Oh, you poor man. <laughs> That's no way to talk. I thought you were one of my fans. Well, I must confess I have a picture of you at home. Really? Yes. Mother shows it to me every day. She says... That's what'll happen to me if I don't eat my spinach. All right, so I'm a little thin. I got a lot of worries. I know. Dick Haynes, Annie Russell, Carmen Lobardo. Please, Margaret, I guess you're not a fan of mine after all. Well, I must convince I'm not. But why? Oh, I run around with an older crowd. We prefer Crosby. <laughs> oh, you mean Mount Baldy, huh? <laughs> Well, what is it that you like about him? Well, for one thing, when Bing sings a song, he makes it sound convincing. Well, don't I? No. For instance, you sing, I walk alone. Everyone knows that's impossible. <laughs> oh, I'm getting practice. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Margaret. That's a false rumor. I'm standing alone now. Do you see anything holding me up? No, but I haven't been around and back to look. <laughs> you have a point there. What else is there about me you don't like, Margaret? Well, I hope it doesn't hurt your feelings, Mr. Sinatra, but you don't sing enough humorous songs. I don't? No, our crowd likes to hear songs that are funny, like Don't Fence Me In. Well, what's so funny about Don't Fence Me In? Have you heard Mr. Tebbit sing it? <laughs> Yeah, that's right, hey. That Larry Tibbet does sing that song funny. <laughs> I don't see why you should be laughing. He's a man who took your job. Touche. Touche, Touche. Mr. Sinatra, you're too serious when you sing. How do you mean, too serious? Well, you make every song as though it were going to be your laugh. <laughs> well, in my condition, it may be. But I'm going to take a chance to sing a little song, especially for you, Margaret. You won't be mad at me, will you, Mr. Sinatra? Mad at you? For what, dear? I'm healthy and I may not swoon. <laughs> no, Margaret, I won't be mad at you. Darling 
they will guard thee from harm. Thou shalt wait in my arms. They will guard thee from harm. Thou shalt wait in my That was lovely, Frank. Thanks, Francis. Well, what did you think of it, Margaret? May I have your autograph, Miss Langford? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Margaret. There you are. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Good night, dear. Good night. You don't seem to be doing very well with the kids tonight, Frank. Oh, don't worry. I could have made her love me if I had my yo-yo with me. <laughs> what were we uh, talking about before she came in? Well, you were asking me to go out with you. And... Uh, come in. Hello, Mr. Sinatra. My name's Roddy McDowell, and this is Peggy Ann Garner. Well, I'm very glad to know you. This is Miss Frances Langford. Hello, Roddy. It was nice of you to bring Peggy Ann with you. Oh, I take her everywhere where I go. She's my fiancé. <laughs> fiancé? How old are you, Peggy Ann? Thirteen. Well, how long have you two been engaged? Nine years. <laughs> it all began a long time ago. We made a pledge and he gave me a safety pin. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, tell me, what can I do for you? Well, Peggy Ann plays your phonograph records night and day, Mr. Sinatra. But she's never seen you in person. She hasn't? No, and I thought it would be best for our future if she saw what you look like. <laughs> oh, well, make yourself comfortable. <clears throat> Thank you very much. We won't be any trouble. Let's sit right here, Roddy. Better move your chair over a little bit. Unless you get at the right angle, you can't see him at all. <laughs> they're sweet, aren't they, Frank? Yeah, they're sweet. They're oh, great. Go right ahead with what you're doing, Mr. Sinatra. Don't mind us. Uh, let's see. Where were we, Francis? Oh, yes. I was asking you what you were doing after the show. That's right. Well, couldn't we go someplace together? We can get along swell, Francis. I think you're cute. Oh, Frank. I mean it. You're awfully cute. I said so from the start. Really? Yep. You're just too cute for anything. <laughs> 
Well, Peggy Ann, now will you admit he's a square? Oh, I can't. <laughs> Roddy, please, you're speaking of the square I adore. Now, look, you two. Oh, don't pay any attention to us, Mr. Sinatra. Just make believe we're not here. Go ahead with what you were saying, Frank. Well, I wish you'd take me more seriously, Francis. Somehow I feel that you're... Well, you're different from other girls. There's a quality about you that's so well, it's so... I knew it, I knew it. He hasn't got the breath to finish it. <laughs> I don't care. I think he's super. Just look how his hair falls down on his forehead. Yes, and look how his chest falls down on his stomach. Just ignore them, Francis. We can really be alone after the show. I know a lovely little rendezvous. Well, I don't know, Frank. I have to get up early in the morning, and But I... you love this place. It's so intimate and cozy. Well, I don't think... And it'll be wonderful. Just you and me and candlelight and wine. He couldn't get anywhere with beer and a flashlight. Oh, no! <laughs> Roddy, you've just got to stop talking about my Frankie like that. I'm only trying to open your eyes. For the life of me, I can't see what he's got that appeals to you. I don't know. I guess he just brings out the mother in me. <laughs> Peggy, during all our courtship, you've had a silly crush on someone or another. That's not true. It is. First of all, it was Rudy Valley, then singing Sam, and now you've sung to this. <laughs> now, just a minute. I know what your trouble is, Roddy. You're just jealous of Mr. Sinatra. Sure. Well, I'm only trying to protect my interests. How do I know that some night the two of them won't elope? Oh, that's impossible. No, it isn't. Peggy's strong enough to carry him. <laughs> now, look, maybe I can straighten this thing out right now. Peggy Ann, you need a good talking to. Well, talk to me, Frankie. Talk to me. <laughs> now, cut that out. Roddy is the boy for you. It's silly to even think of me that way. Oh, don't say that, Frankie. You're breaking my heart. Wouldn't you? Couldn't you marry me? Marry you? Yes, I'll work for you, slave for you. I'll cook your meals, darn your socks, wheel you to your broadcast. Well, Peggy, you're just being ridiculous. How can we two be married? One of us is an adult and the other is just an immature child. Oh, that's all right, Frankie. You'll grow up. I'm sorry, Peggy. The whole thing's impossible and that's final. You, you mean you're spurning my love? Come on home, Peggy. You might have known it would end this way. I guess so, but I can't take it. Goodbye, Mr. Sinatra. Someday you'll meet the right girl, the girl you really love. And when you do, will you do something for me? What? Ask her if she can use 228 pairs of bobby socks. <laughs> Francis, please, couldn't we go somewhere where we wouldn't be disturbed? Sounds like some more of your devoted worshippers, Frank. Oh, brother, what else can happen to me now? Come in. Hiya, Mr. Sinatra. Hiya. Hiya. Gee. <laughs> what cute little boys. Come on in, fellas. Are you Sinatra fans? Are you kidding? We're Bing Crosby's kids. Oh, no. <laughs> what have I done to deserve this? Look, we've had nothing but trouble tonight. Am I going to have some more with you? Oh, no, Mr. Sinatra. We like you. You like me? Sure, I think you're great. Me too. Me too. Not me. <laughs> oh, so Lindsay doesn't like me, huh? No, he likes you too, Mr. Sinatra. He's just cautious. <laughs> How do you mean cautious? 
Yeah, the last time he said he liked you, Papa fractured him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can understand it of you, old man. Well, gee, fellas, it's sure as swell to find you're all on my side. Well, keep it under your head. Don't spread it around. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want it to get back to you-know-who. Oh, you mean, uh... Yeah, the old groaner. Well... <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. You can depend on me, fellas. You know, this is the first time we've ever seen you, Mr. Sinatra. Papa... Papa wouldn't even let us see a picture of you. Well, do I look like you thought I would? No, Papa told us you didn't have any hair either. <laughs> Fine thing. Well... It's great you could sneak over here like this, boys. By the way, where is the heartbeat of the gay 90s this evening? He's tired. He's playing golf. He, he plays go golf all day. He plays golf every day. He says he has to watch his waistline. Well, that shouldn't be tough. Wherever he looks, there it is. <laughs> so the old man goes in for exercise, huh? Yeah, when he isn't playing golf, he's working in the garden. The garden? What's he planting this year? Same as last year. Your phonograph record. <laughs> You should see what I do with his. Can any of you guys sing, or do you all take after your old man? Gary does a little singing. Oh, really? How about a sample, Gary? Okay. I got two styles of singing. You have? Yeah, here's the way I sing at home. Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day. That's mighty swell, Gary. Now, how do you sing away from home? Like this. Won't you tell me? The voice, as Sinatra was referred to in those days, also appeared on many of the Armed Forces radio service shows. Grab a listen to this sequence with Betty Hutton on Mail Call. And now we turn to the next page of our Mail Call letter, and it looks to me like... Just a minute, just a minute, just a minute. Hold on a minute. Why, Frank Sinatra! What's wrong? What's the idea of breaking in here like this? Well, I got a beef. Good. You sure could use some. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean it, Betty. I, I got a complaint. A complaint? Yeah, I got a letter here from some men overseas about mail call. It's from Seaman First Class Joe Daplin, somewhere in the ETO, and he says that mail call has saluted many states in the past, but somehow his own state of New Jersey has been overlooked. Well, how come, how come you got the letter? How come I got the letter? I'm from New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> then, then you're here tonight to see that New Jersey has given proper recognition on mail call. That's right, Davy. I promised those guys that I'd put this thing over even if I had to wrestle the MC to do it. <laughs> now, Frank, don't do anything foolish. I weigh more than you do. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> A 
And besides, it wouldn't be cricket. Men don't wrestle with girls. What am I saying? <laughs> they don't wrestle with girls. Have you ever been up in the balcony of the Paramount? No, as a matter of fact, I never go to the Paramount. Too much of a chance of running into a Crosby picture. <laughs> now, Frank, don't say anything against Bing. He has the dressing room next to mine. He's been a perfect gentleman. Not once has he ever peeked through the keyhole. Of course not. At his age, he can't even get down that far. <laughs> working with him and here come the waves. Yeah, I saw that picture. You played the part of twin sisters. Gee, I wish I had been born twins. Why? Well, then I wouldn't need a microphone. I could sing and hold myself up at the same time. <laughs> I, I can't imagine you as twins, Frank. Why not? Well, because it's impossible, that's all. No, it isn't. All they have to do is cut me in half. Oh, please, let's not split hairs. <laughs> Look, before I get belted around here anymore, let's get back to the New Jersey business. Well, Frank, I'm sure that Mail Call wants to do right by New Jersey, so how about you starting the salute with the song for all the guys and gals from the Garden City? Well, little Garden State says right. State, I mean state. state. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, it'll be a pleasure, Betty. Here's an oldie, but a goodie. <laughs> I can't give you anything but love Baby, that's the only thing I plenty of Baby, dream a while, scheme a while You're sure to find happiness And I guess all those things that you've always pined for Gee, I'd like to see you looking swell Baby, diamond bracelets, Woolworth doesn't sell, baby, till that lucky day you know darn well, baby, I can't give you anything but love, gee, I'd like to see you looking swell, Baby, diamond bracelets will worth doesn't sell, baby, till that lucky day you know darn well, baby, that I can't give you anything but love. Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio and our special salute to Frank Sinatra. I hope you've enjoyed the past half hour. And here's a fact from Uncle Sam's Almanac. Telephones ring around the world, but they ring most in the USA, where the first one was invented in 1876. Today, thousands of independent phone companies operate in the U.S., employing close to a million men and women in the industry. Another way, free enterprise lets freedom ring. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.